Hello and welcome to the Upgrade the World podcast. I'm your host Josh and today I'll be talking about quantum computing. Before we dive into quantum computing, it's helpful to understand where its name comes from. The quantum and quantum computing comes from quantum mechanics, which is the study of subatomic particles. The classical computers we use every day encode information using electrical impulses of on and off, or ones and zeros. These binary digits, or bits for short, exist in one of these two states at any given time. Quantum computing uses quantum bits, or qubits for short. Whenever a qubit is measured, it will appear as either on or off, similar to a classical computer. However, between measurements, a qubit can be in both on and off states simultaneously, thanks to a property known as superposition. For example, while two bits on your computer can be in four possible states, 0, 0, 0, 1, 1, 0, or 1, 1, but only one of them at any time, two qubits can represent those same four states but qubits can be all of those states at the same time. An analogy for this is the problem of trying to find the way out of a maze. A classical computer tries to go down each path, turning around at dead ends until it ultimately finds a way out. Superposition allows the ability to try all of the paths in the maze at once. The end result is finding the solution much, much faster. As more qubits are added, this increases the number of paths that can be explored at once. If a quantum computer has n qubits, it can represent 2 to the n states at the same time. However, a quantum computer's power depends on more than just adding qubits, as error rates also play a factor. In other words, adding more qubits doesn't improve a quantum computer if the error rate is high. Qubits easily change in response to their environment, which can alter the information stored inside them and lead to high rates of error. Heat causes errors in the qubits, so quantum systems are usually kept in refrigerators that keep the temperature just above absolute zero, or negative 459 degrees Fahrenheit, minimizing the chances of qubits incorrectly flipping in between quantum states. If a physical qubit is not sufficiently isolated from its environment, Temperature fluctuations, vibrations, electromagnetic waves, and other interactions cause it to suffer from quantum decoherence. This loss of coherence ultimately destroys the unique quantum properties of the computer. To better denote the true processing power of a particular quantum system, IBM Research introduced the idea of quantum volume, which is a way to visualize the sheer quantity of useful calculations a quantum computer can perform based on the number of qubits and the error rate. There are three types of quantum computers, quantum annealer, analog, and universal quantum computers. Quantum annealer computers are best suited for solving optimization problems, like trying to optimize traffic flow in the overcrowded Beijing, China. They are easy to build, but they are the least powerful with no known advantages over classical computing. Analog quantum computers are able to simulate complex quantum interactions, which is particularly useful in quantum chemistry. Universal quantum computers are the most powerful and most generally applicable, but are the hardest to build. Quantum computing promises exponential speed improvements in computing for some key areas, including molecular modeling, prime categorization, and optimization problems, with the potential to advance fields such as AI, machine learning, big data search, security, finance, and drug discovery and design, to name a few.
However, like all technology, it's a double-edged sword. Large-scale quantum computing will allow the ability to decrypt cryptography currently in use, compromising the confidentiality and integrity of digital communications everywhere. In December 2022, a team of researchers in China caused a stir when they reported finding a factorization method that could break a 2048-bit RSA key using a quantum system with just 372 qubits. But these findings have been dismissed, as a number of assumptions are made in the paper, and the researchers didn't have access to a quantum computer with enough qubits to test their theory at scale. Scott Aronson, the director of the Quantum Information Center at the University of Texas at Austin, called the paper, quote, one of the most actively misleading quantum computing papers I've seen in 25 years, end quote. However, there is no debate among experts that quantum computing will eventually lead to a traditional encryption like RSA, which is the fundamental basis of secure communications on the internet, being broken. In fact, the current widely accepted estimate for what it would take a quantum computer to break a 2048-bit RSA key is about 20 million qubits and about 8 hours of running in superposition. To put this in perspective, on November 9, 2022, IBM, the current leader for the largest quantum computing system, announced a processor known as Osprey that has 433 qubits. IBM's goal is to build a 100,000 qubit machine in the next decade. 100,000 qubits is a far cry from the 20 million needed to break a 2048-bit RSA key. And keep in mind, this is just what it would take to break one key. While malicious things could be done with one compromised key, the total number of keys and resources needed to crack all of them limit the likelihood of nation-states storing all encrypted communications with the hopes of decrypting them all in bulk when the breakthrough in quantum computing actually happens, making the idea that RSA would suddenly fall overnight unrealistic. As I was researching the topic for this episode, one question I had is what quantum computing means for the security of Bitcoin. Bitcoin uses the Elliptical Curve Digital Signature Algorithm, or ECDSA, to convert between the public and private keys used when performing transactions. Following the best practice of using new addresses for each transaction, the only point at which a public key is available and relevant to an attacker is after a transaction has been broadcast to the network, but prior to its acceptance within the blockchain, while the transactions wait in the mempool. This time frame usually averages about 10 minutes, and in most cases, a Bitcoin transaction is confirmed within an hour. A January 22 paper from the University of Sussex estimated that a quantum computer with 13 million qubits could break the 256-bit elliptic curve encryption of the keys in the Bitcoin network in a day, while the same task would take a 300 million qubit machine one hour. Referring back to IBM's plan to have 100,000 qubits in a decade, Barring some major breakthrough in quantum computing, the need for 300 million qubits suggests that the Bitcoin network will be secure from quantum computing attacks for the foreseeable future. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep upgrading.